You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. Hey, James. Uh, I've uh, got one of those questions about, like, Star Wars that, like, similar to, I think I said this before, they need to decide when you shoot, like, the door opener panel in, like, a ship or in a battle station. If you shoot it and it explodes, the door's open. It can't be both. (laughs) Because sometimes you shoot it and it stays closed. Like, one of the. But here's the other thing. I think I noticed it when I rewatched Clone Wars. When they have those hollow communicators, I don't know, what is the proper word for the. Like, when they talk to each other? Hologram? Through hologram. Hologram, but like, do they have a word for it? Like, communicator, I guess? Or. That sounds like Star Trek. Uh, if we were had a live chat, real farm boy would have the answer for us, but I do not know. Holic communicator. Hologram. You notice it a lot more in Clone Wars because they're constantly talking to each other. And I think you notice it the most when someone's talking to Yoda because it's basically, you know, they look at something or it's on their wrist and the person, it's like, you know, it's Princess Slay at the beginning where she's like help me obi-wan kenobi it's supposed to be like kind of looking into the camera which i think that kind of works the way it looks but with yoda it's always like he's talking to someone in his hand saying maybe he's holding a thing he's or it's just in front of him he's looking at it but then like the vid then when you go to the person he's talking to wherever they are he's always looking up like this but he's never actually looking up in like you know what i mean i'm like Somebody has to figure this out. In a world where we all know how to zoom, where we look straight at the thing. <laughs> nope, no, 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 no. You're wrong. Everybody on Zoom's like this. <laughs> what was that, Georgie? But they most of them know to put it on that Amazon box that you haven't thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I was just like Yeah. This doesn't sense <laughs> it doesn't make sense but that's the same with Maz Kanata in the last jedi we're like where is the camera does she have like a drone yes like yes, it's like exactly. bd1 is a is her colleague communicator and it follows her around wherever she needs the camera to be i thought so yeah no it doesn't make any sense and that's yeah. why it's not science fiction it's fantasy <laughs> science fiction yeah, yeah. Rebel Scum podcast. i'm james i'm brock Welcome. You're James. Welcome. We got to wrap this up in an hour because I have to watch Thumb War episode two. I'm not in Thumb War episode two, but uh, I think it's the best one because I'm not in it. (laughs) Anyway, the live chat's happening at seven. So I have to go on that, Brock. So we have to wrap this up. Mm. Thank you. Uh, May the force of others be with you. Okay, bye. (laughs) It's the quickest whatever. Um, Actually, but in all honesty... Uh, May the 4th brought us some really cool Star Wars news. Yeah. Um, uh, but before we get into that, let's get into Star Wars Gallery, The Mandalorian. No, Disney Gallery, Star Wars, The Mandalorian. Is that what it's called? Is it a colon or a hyphen? There's just a, a lot of title in that title. <laughs> so I think Gallery is going to be an ongoing show about behind the scenes of shows. But this one is on the Mando, which uh, we were both super excited to watch. You watched it immediately, and I waited. I watched it in two separate halves. (laughs) I watched the first 22 minutes, and then I watched the final eight minutes two days later, because that's how I roll. (laughs) That's how I do things. Uh, But let's give a full-on review of it. I thought the story was weak, and the characters were just okay. (laughs) What did you think of the, the uh, show? Uh, I liked it. Uh, it's neat to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think I, I like the part seeing Filoni directing. Uh, I, th- I can't remember what episode it is, but it's like the Mando in, in this ship and all that, and you get to see how. Mm. I mean, it's not overly surprising. It's like it's not like there's an actual full ship they're sitting in. We know how they shoot that stuff, but it's always neat to see. Like It's oh, always yes. interesting, the process. Um, but yeah, it, I think it was an important episode because 
perhaps maybe not for people like us, but other people that are like, oh, what's this? I like The Mandalorian. And now they can learn about all these Mm -hmm. directors they might have never actually heard of. I mean, I think Taika Waititi is a fairly popular director right now, but I think he's still in that realm of indie director that like, who dis? <laughs> yeah, I think Thor Ragnarok, people like it, but I don't think they're like, oh, the that guy. Like, I don't think it is there. Maybe from the him winning an Oscar, people might recognize him uh, from there a little bit. But yeah, I think you're right. I, the one thing that really stuck out to me that I hadn't before was Dave Filoni directed the very first episode, which we all know. Mm-hmm. But Dave Filoni, but think about this. Dave Filoni was the person that they put at the helm of the very first ever live-action Star Wars TV show, aside from the holiday special. The very first live-action Star Wars series was helmed by Dave Filoni. I think that's actually bigger than we're all giving it credit for. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... (laughs) It's like, this is a huge deal when you really boil it down. And, like, it makes sense. Because oh, even yes. though like, a lot of people don't, haven't really watched Clone Wars or Rebels or what have you, it's like, he's got a track record. So it's so funny when you watch this thing where it's sort of like, he's just excited to be there. Mm-hmm. But in a sense, he knows more about Star Wars than Favreau ever will. It's like, it's like George Lucas directing Star Wars where you're like, Oh, yeah, it's the guy, like, a Phantom Menace. It's George Lucas is directing. He did American Graffiti and A New Hope 30, yeah. 25 years ago, whatever. What, Like, that's what Filoni is, though. It's like, you don't need... No one needs to know who Filoni is. No. They know what Star Wars is already, and he knows what he's doing in that world enough that no one cares. In a good way. In a good way. I mean that respectively. Where he is the, I I just thought that it was very poignant that he was the one that actually spearheaded this thing. He's the one that got the ship going in the right direction. Uh, he started like he starts it all off, and is the one of those directors. Maybe not the most talented of all those directors. Probably the least talent, ta- the least experienced anyway of all of those directors at live action. Maybe Bryce Dallas Howard's <laughs> on the same level with the resume there, but. He knows Star Wars more than all of those people, individuals combined. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they spend so much time in that episode. just like, this is why this person is doing this movie. This is why this yeah. person's doing uh, this episode, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just like, I like the part with Bryce Dallas Howard. It's sort of like, uh, I was born into this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like, she's like, I went to Japan with my father. Have you? Heard? His name is Ron Howard. He was with, who was it like Spielberg or something like that? Oh no, it was like George. Lucas. Yeah, it was George Lucas, Ron Howard, and Kurosawa. And, uh, Kurosawa. I was like, she's just like, watching. I know, <laughs> like fantastic. I get it. But like, but, but, her, uh, but I was just her resume is not directing wise isn't uh, massive. It was, her, and they no. they bring that up. They're like, we wanted a first timer to do this episode. But it, it was a cool episode because it's like it felt like Lord of the Rings where it's like mm-hmm. the fellowship of the six. Well, <laughs> like, I'm super excited to see the making of that episode. Um, the making of the making of? Yeah. No, like, uh, well, just because in this one, the DP kind of comes on for a second because this is all about directors, this first episode. And he's like, this episode was interesting because it was a lot of greenery and it was very different. And mm. I can't, I told you before we recorded, I cannot wait to see the episodes of this series that delve into the LED screens, but also yeah. that world. Because, you know, sometimes like a lot of LEDs and then all of a sudden you're like, they're in the forest and there's just massive blue screens. You're like, yeah. oh, that's why they go. Like, I, I'm just, for me personally, it's just like, well, why did they choose one over the other for that? And what is that? And what is that? And the whole you know, and that one seems like a very different location from everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. Everything seemed felt like it was in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess they go to Tatooine at one point, but like, yeah, it all just seems like you're in a desert or a, or like I don't know, I don't know what they're called, like canyon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like junky. All, all the same. Uh, 
yeah no i'm like i'm really looking forward to this i think it's a great idea i don't know i think you're right i think they'll do other movies on this too but i don't know exactly i guess a lot of the marvel stuff could fit on this yeah i don't think they're rushing to bring the series out i think yeah the marvel stuff the big shows with big productions and vibrant sets and all of that i think i think that's what we'll get so yeah the marvel shows the disney the disney the star wars shows stuff like that we will and i love this stuff so i'm saying bring it it's basically the the dvd featurettes that we're not getting because we're not getting dvds of these things yeah yeah it's smart it's yeah it's uh <laughs> it, it's it's amazing uh, like recently they just put out these documentaries where they have tons and tons of footage. And it's like, why do you do this? And it's like, oh, because someone's going to be interested in something at some point. Like, it's like I'm watching the Last Dance documentary on yeah. Michael Jordan. I'm not a sports person, but I'm really engrossed in the series. It's just like, how do you have this much footage? <laughs> <laughs> before, like well, but, and that's before it was convenient to get footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, And then I think about it like, because that's kind of the background we we're from. It's like, so you went and shot all that stuff, and I'm sure it's gotten used at some point. A lot of it is just like, like the national recordings of these base baseball games, basketball games. Like, but it's like a lot of it's shot around Michael Jordan in '97. '97, yeah. It's like it's and it comes out in 2020. It's like imagine having to shoot all that stuff. I'm sure everyone got paid, but it's like. To shoot all that stuff, and then the documentary doesn't even come out till like twenty years later. Yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> People have a lot of time on their hands but, getting these footage. It was well, probably yeah, shot so for something else. Hmm? It was probably shot f- to use for something else, and then that's true. They're like, we have this or, footage. We have the footage. Let's use it. Perhaps they're like part of the agreement was like, we'll do this, but we can't use it for like 20 years or whatever right so like all the players involved and all the people can like not be affiliated with the nba (laughs) (laughs) or they shoot their mouths off yeah seriously Uh, i haven't watched that yet obviously i spent too much time watching extraction and parasite not a bad series uh it's episodic so yeah you don't have you you know you week to week sort of thing Uh, oh it's week to week on uh, netflix yeah wow i didn't know netflix did that i thought they were all at once they do, they do. Oh, is it airing on TV somewhere? Like on traditional? Yes, okay, that's, that's what. All right, okay. ESPN. Yeah, it's ESPN. Produced. Okay, yeah. I thought it was, but I, I like week to week more than binging. I've said that before. I can't binge to save my life. Mm-hmm. I am terrible at. Aaron, we'll watch a show. Aaron, I'll watch a show. She like, the next episode. I'm like, ah, really? I just and this is like stuff that's on TV with PVR. And I'm like, I can't do it. Can we just like do something else for a while? Mandalorian though I I did get sucked into watching (laughs) I said I wouldn't and like within a week I had watched it was like oh my god I I just you know if I like something I guess I can binge but for the most part I don't even McMillions which I really really enjoyed I didn't really it was weekly but I came in late I still didn't watch it all at once I still took my time yeah 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 I'm a timed. The thing I hate about binging, to be honest, is one of my favorites. Stranger Things comes out. Uh, season two, I was in Vancouver when it dropped. Season three was this year, and I think Aaron was in the hospital. So it was literally like they come out. And I'm like, well, I don't have time to watch it. And then you watch it, and everybody else watches it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, now I've got to avoid everybody and everything until I get to sit down <laughs> and watch it. And not only is it like just watching episodes, like it's like I've got to watch now eight hours. Of TV yeah. before I can have before I can even look at you in the face because you're just like the demigorgon. I'm like, oh, what'd you say? Um, that that's the thing I hate about binging the most is like I it's I kind of miss the water like even the Mandalorian coming out once a week. It's like I wish it dropped at like 1 p.m. on a Friday, not midnight. But that's actually 3 a.m. But it's 12 a.m. in the West Coast. But it's like put it out at like if it was just like a time you're like this is gonna drop at 1 p.m 7 p.m fridays we could all watch it together yeah, yeah we all watch it we know when it's yeah. coming so there's no chance of really being spoiled at 6 15 in the morning and that that's that was annoying man i'd be going to work i'm like oh look mandalorian spoilers i haven't even woken up yet 
thank you for that. And then I have to watch before work and and stuff. But yeah, I think the Michael. I don't know what we're talking about. Michael Jordan, though, I'll probably check that documentary out because I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. Yeah, Michael uh, Jordan. I had Jordans growing up, and I had his jersey also. <laughs> That's right. I got to see him play live at the uh, Sky Dome. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen him, Magic Johnson. Yeah, I got to see some cool people when the when no one when the Raptors were like. <laughs> Nobody liked the Raptors. Yeah, I went. I remember my, my first tickets for the Raptor game. My dad got me these tickets. They were seventy five dollars. He won them from work. He's like, I don't want to go. You go. He gave me these tickets. I was like sixteen, seventeen, whatever. They're all, I think the Raptors were only like a year or two old at that point. And Reggie Miller and the Indiana Pacers. And I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go. And we were like four <laughs> rows up from floor seats. Seventy five dollars. Nice. Could you imagine today? Oh yeah, ridiculous! Oh. And now people we paid five dollars for four people to go see Star Wars. <laughs> it's not that cheap, but this was nobody went to the Raptors games back then. And the sky—I don't know if you no. ever saw it in the Sky Dome, but they used to because the Sky Dome was so yeah, massive. Yeah, they used to like block yeah. off like half of it. <laughs> like yeah. you couldn't see it. It was awesome. Um, and now people like the Raptors, and you can't go. So there you go. <laughs> The last time I went to a Raptor game a couple years ago, and it was ten dollars to upgrade your seats from nosebleeds to one hundred level. Then they won a championship. Those days are gone. Thanks, Kawhi. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for ruining everything. Uh, Taika Waititi going from Mandalorian to movie. Brock. We kind of talked about this on Monday when it was announced, but now you've had time to let it seep in sinking what are your thoughts on this i'm 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 down with it uh uh i i feel like i don't i won't get excited till i see a trailer Mm -hmm. i know that's fair fair. it's you know this just feels like the announcement of of uh weiss and benioff (laughs) doing a star wars thing this is Feige doing a thing. Like it's like, it, I think get Taika Waititi because he knows how to make some interesting movies. That's great, and I'm I'm not trying to poo-poo that, but like, it's like, can we just not make massive amount? I mean, yes, it was May the fourth, so we want we want info, we want Star Wars, we just want Star Wars content. But it's just like. I don't know. Uh, and the same with like uh, Leslie Headland, where it's like she made that really thing. She made that thing that you like. And I get that's how business works, but I just sort of like stuff like that. I just try not to get too excited about because I don't think Taika Waititi is going to bail. But like until the movie comes out, it feels especially in the last few years, it's just like, oh, no one. No one's a guarantee at this point. I think the only thing that really makes me feel better about all of this in comparison to what you just said because you brought up great points um yeah the, and i never thought about the feige you know i forgot about the feige announcement yeah remember feige yeah yeah um i think that i'm sure he's doing something but i i that's what i think but i think he's busy and i think he just wants to do a star wars movie and he will do it yeah. i think the one difference between all that and this is th- the thor movie is the one wrench in it for me because he's got to finish Thor Love and Lovelier. What is it called? Love Rock, Love the Rock, Love the Rock, Love and Thunder, which I'm excited for. I love Ragnarok. I, I didn't even like Thor, and then I kind of like Thor 2 better. And then yeah. Ragnarok, I'm a huge Hulk fan of Ragnarok. I was like, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I rent, I rented Thor Ragnarok on Apple TV, iTunes on iTunes, and it's you get so when you rent something, you know how it is, you get 48 hours, right. So you rent yeah. it, you hit play, you get 40 hours. I had it for over a week. <laughs> they just never got rid of it. I was like, well, I'm just going to keep watching it until it goes. And when I watched it almost every day for a week, and I loved it. It was great. Um, now it's on Disney+. Plus. I think it was on. But I love, I love that movie. The the For me, though, the difference between Feige and this is he he is already in the Star Wars family with the Mandalorian. Right, right, doing doing the last episode of Mandalorian and being IG eleven. For me, yeah. that's that is the the, the one big. Di- so he's got to do Love Larock, mm-hmm. and then when he's done that, 
that's when he'll work it. So the problem with this Corona thing is who knows when he'll be able to finish. Has he even started Love LaRock? I'm calling it Love LaRock. I know he was working on it. Oh, he's working on the script. I think you said Writing this last script, week. So. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so there's supposed to be a movie in 2022. Has that like they still haven't removed it? But if yeah. I just feel like if he's doing Thor four, which will come out in probably the same year as 2022, right? Like I can't see it coming out much earlier than that. It takes time. These things are, you know, because he's got, like, and then he's going to do that. So. I don't really okay the year who cares but it's still it feels more real because he's associated with Star Wars already but it feels premature because he still has a it's not like he's doing an indie film right now it's not like it's like well he's gonna finish up editing Jojo Rabbit it's like no no he's got to write and direct and edit Thor 4 and like it's like you know what I mean like that's a massive process Mm -hmm. And unless he's doing a Spielberg did with Jurassic Park and has George Lucas take over the editing of Jurassic Park while he goes to do a Schindler's List, I don't, I don't know when he's going to start this project. And that's the one. But he is writing it with 1917 writer. I can't remember her name. I haven't seen 1917. Have you? No, I want to though. Um, I was just looking at it too. But here's the thing too. You make a really good point. But has it been announced that he is the next movie? No, 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 make- that's the thing. But but like no, I'm just saying yeah. the the one that's one thing that's annoying me is like you've said there's a twenty twenty two movie, but if is it yeah. but if you haven't Okay. So Leslie Headland is doing a series on Disney Plus. Taika Waititi is doing a show, and I believe JD Dillard is also doing a series. And then you have the Feige thing. And Ryan Johnson is, I think, just out of the equation for now. For now, at least. Maybe not for good, but for now, there's no Ryan Johnson. He's got his knives out, too. Like, he's not anywhere near the Star Wars universe at the moment. So how the hell does this 2022 release date stay intact? I don't know, man. Why why have it? Like, sorry, Brock. I, I I understand that like well, we got to put the dates out there so that nobody comes in. First of all, you're Star Wars. The only <laughs> thing that is go- the only thing that is going to land on a Star Wars date that will affect Star Wars is like a Marvel movie. And guess yeah. what? <laughs> you're Disney. You're not going to yeah. do that. Like you did that with Solo to a degree in Infinity War. You're not going to do anything like that again. So why even like? I don't know. Just if you don't tell me there's a Star Wars movie coming out, and then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, there's a Star Wars movie coming out. It's called Star Wars: uh, The Last Revenge. It's directed by Taika Waititi, and it's coming out. And and all of a sudden, I'm like, well, everything makes sense now because I have a title, I have a director, I have a like mm. a, a movie. Right now, it's like like you said, they just keep announcing these things, and it's like, well, yeah, what's the point? Yeah. I. But I'm on the fe- I'm on a weird fence. It's like now that we're just sitting at home twiddling our thumbs, this is perfect time to like think up hatch projects and just Oh, I agree. You you have now have the time to like, okay, Tiger Twititi is going to have two major motion pictures come out the exact same year and they're both going to be big budget movies. They are the two for the two biggest franchises in movie history arguably yeah marvel and star wars so it's like they could figure it out you know what and i don't disagree with you i think jojo rabbit is a different type of movie from star wars but i was watching something recently they used a i don't know if you saw this they used a lot of cg effects in it because like it's during world war ii right Mm. and they're in a village that gets bombed and stuff i haven't haven't seen it actually i might I might buy it tonight. But look, 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 I was just sorry. I was just using it as like the smaller yeah, no, example. Sure. It was an example. It might have been a bad example. But it's like I, I just bring it up because like I I totally forgotten about it. like stuff like it's like I think they shot it in an actual. I guess where are they? Uh, the Ger- uh, in Germany. I was like, wait, where, what country does it take place? In? They all have English accents. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, like a German village, so it's showing them getting bombed by 
the allies yeah the allies and like they're blowing up buildings but they don't actually do that which is pretty pretty wild and like yeah that makes i i is like oh wow so it's like i think we do have to get rid of the concept of like you like star wars is big but it's like it's weird it's like small movies can now do amazing things and then mandalorian star wars which needs all this high budget and stuff they can do small things they do amazing yeah, things in true. a small like it's like just uh, with all this led wall stuff and like you know what that's that's the history of star wars right like they've used miniatures to make those space battles so uh, i don't know it's 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 very doable I will, uh, but, I'm just thinking that it's the time for me, you know, like mm-hmm. you still have to make the movies. Oh, the question is though, Taika Waititi has made a success out of movies he thought up and probably had a part in every little step of the way of it. Yeah. Does he look at Thor and Star Wars as, well, as much as I love these properties and I've really shown my love for them to the fans perhaps he's like okay i'll write it i'll direct it and i'm out <laughs> you know what i mean to allow for that time i don't know it's like is so. that i don't think plan? so i think he would be all in on it hmm. because why would you take a movie and then let somebody the hashtag release the snyder cut like i don't i just yeah. don't think a filmmaker would Unless you're Steven Spielberg doing Jurassic Park, letting George Lucas in because it's mostly special effects in the post. It just well, look, look, and Thor. Maybe he doesn't have to be there for a lot of the post uh, production of of Thor because it is all special effects, and he just has to. And he they could transmit it over digitally to his iPad, and he's like, "Oh, it looks good," because that's the world we live in. Clearly, now is like he could just get. And look, Peter Jackson on uh, Lord of the Rings. This the I think the second unit would go out shooting and Peter Jackson would be on location. They would send him a shot. He'd be like, "Good and approve it." And that was twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah. So maybe I just I I'm just for me it's like you're doing two giant movies. Yeah. And clearly you are a filmmaker who is you're not. I don't know how to say it. like you're going to want to see those things through. How much time does it take to? I don't know how much time it takes to make a Thor. Or a Star Wars. I know James yeah. Cameron said when he was going to do his Spider-Man movie, and he's like, the reason I turned it down is because I didn't have, I think it was like two or five years of his life to make a movie. That's what he said. And I mean, given Avatar, he takes 30 years to make a movie. But like, but that 20 years ago, 25, whatever it was, he said, I'm not doing this because I can't remember if he said two or five years to make a movie. So even if it was yeah. the low end of that, which is two years. So now you've got, you're writing your script now. A year later, you're shooting. A year after that, you're editing and finish editing. That takes us to 2022. And then you start Star Wars. You're not... Like, I just don't think it's... I I could be dead wrong, but I just don't mm. think he could be the one to do the 2022 movie because of the time frame. Now, the 2024 movie, 2025, whatever it is, that seems yeah. really... That's like... And, like, and why yeah. rush him on either one of the projects, too? Yeah. Like, why rush him? So... Uh, yeah, I don't know, but they haven't taken that 2022 release date off yet. But I, I think no. Taika Waititi was, of all of the announcements, is the one that felt the most genuine to me because of his ties to Star Wars as is. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh... Like, it's, you know, like, Taika Waititi, yeah, I'm in. I think it's just, there's been so many announcements of big names. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and like you said, though, is he's not the giant name. He's like, he is, he is more George Lucas than anyone else they've yes. gotten. Maybe yes. other, than, maybe Ryan Johnson's the argument. You could say Ryan Johnson, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams is Spielberg, not George Lucas. There's a difference. Oh yes, very much. Ryan, so, I mean, Ryan Johnson. How many movies has he made as a love letter to Spielberg? All of them, <laughs> like literally all of them. Super Eight is every Spielberg movie. It should just yeah. be called Spielberg Eight, uh, but. <laughs> Which is fine. That's who he is. I'm not saying anything against that. But um, Ryan Johnson, maybe Ryan Johnson, but even Ryan Johnson is like I don't know. He maybe maybe he's the closest. But Taika Waititi to me seems the most George mm-hmm. Lucas in in terms of he his imagination is endless. And you know what? Like it, in 
Disney gallery, you kind of see that where he talks about like, oh, like I, you know, I just came up in New Zealand and I wanted to be like in comedy, didn't really seem to work out. So while like the Flight of the Concords guys went off and became famous, because it's wild. If you go back and look at old videos of Flight of the Concords, like Taika Waititi's in there as a character. (laughs) It's so funny. And then he, you know, he got the chance to to uh, direct the Flight of the Concord show. But like in Disney galleries, he's talking about like, I is like, I just went and learned. I learned how to do all the stuff. I learned how to make costumes and all that jazz are just, he's a creative person. And that, yeah, that like rings true to like the George Lucas mm-hmm. ideas. Like, well, what if we did it this way that no one else has ever done it before? And that's, and look again, I don't want to say, but James Cameron, when Force Wiggins came out, he kind of said it didn't, the Force Wiggins didn't have that element to it. And mm. I, I think I I don't want to be too excited about Taika Waititi because of everything that's happening, but it feels more real because he's in the family already. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he has that George Lucas quality that I think Star Wars... Uh, John, I think John Favreau has that quality as well. Yeah. Um, they're very different people. All three of them, like they're all Lucas, Favreau, Waititi. They're all very different, but they all have that quality. Uh, yeah. And basically, it's just their twelve-year-old boys <laughs> or girls. You don't have to be. A, it doesn't be male, but they're they're men. You know, like it's just they're twelve-year-olds with that twelve-year-old imagination. We're like, I want to go. And that was I'll say it again. I've said it a million times. When my nieces and nephew were over, and we watched the Rise of Skywalker, their imaginations that that week blew up after we watched it. They got sticks. They pretend that they were lightsabers. They were playing. They're like, I'm Ray. I'm it. And like you know, and like I'm Luke. I'm Kylo Ray. Like. And they were just their imaginations. And I was like, this is crazy. Because uh, before that, they just wanted to play video games and stay inside. I showed them that movie. I'm like, let's go outside. They grab, like I said, they grab sticks and I mean, lightsaber fights aside. I'm like, this is fantastic. And that's really ultimately, I think, when you think of Star Wars, that's the best part of it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Odds? It's, yeah. It's <laughs> like the Mandalorian is just proof of like, this is what. <laughs> happens when a, a genre has shaped a, a general <laughs> imagination it's true yeah all right odds sure let's do it never tell me the odds never tell me the, the odds of brock smink appearing on thumb war <laughs> the odds of brock smink watching thumb war ouch Zero percent. <laughs> Friday, Friday. I don't know when this is going up, but Friday, Unwavering Distances is on YouTube, Brock. Arguably. That one? Is that the one I shot and you can hear me breathing? No, that one will go up eventually. No, that, that one's not. <laughs> that one's my favorite one. Is that the one that was at your, like the last thing we shot at your old house? No, we shot this one at your house mostly. This is Andrew and Karen. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's gonna go up Friday uh, for the first time. But shout, thank you for everybody that watched out there. It's getting, it's got some a lot of good views and good feedback. So thank you all. Hope you enjoyed it. All right, odds are brought to us by Patreon. I'm trying to find my list. That was called stalling. <laughs> <laughs> thank you Patreon, all, Patreon. Our wonderful patrons that decide to give us financial support mm. in. This trying time of this podcast. No, <laughs> uh, thank you to all of us, uh, all of you, uh, and this this segment is devoted to you. And uh, our patreons are Heidi Feder, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Aaron Quinton, Al Schuler, Phil Stanaforth, Janet Rubio, Rachel Alford, Rural Farm Boy, Sooner Thrawn, Austin Sher, Scott D. Andy Higgins, Josh Price, Mason Hope, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D. Raven, Spencer, Gleek Play, One, Kayla Davis, Automated Joy, Charlotte, Jericho Kane, Four Leaf Clover, The Sabres Owned by Girls, that's Girls with Sabres, and uh, Ken at the Den of Nerds, because uh, I refuse to say Josh's name out loud. <laughs> All of a sudden, I get alerts on Facebook about Den and Nerve stuff. Yeah, me too. Like, What's up with that? Thank you. 
Facebook definitely changed something because <laughs> there's stuff that's weird. I get notifications for things as like I'm in a group and then it's like you're not in a group. Do you want to join the group? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> but thanks for asking, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But thank you all of our patrons. It means a lot to us. Yeah, thanks. Um, you're the best. Yeah. Jojo Rabbit. Is it a really good movie or just a good movie? I think it's a very good movie. I want to watch it again. There's a behind the I scenes iTunes extra. It's like he makes Hitler lovable somehow. Yeah. <laughs> for like a period of the movie. So it's like, that's something. And the kids in it are really funny. The the mm-hmm. friend, JoJo's friend, the chubby kid, is really funny in that movie. I do want to see it, so I'll probably pick it up and buy it. Here, I think I take a picture. Um. All right. Ready for the odds? Here we go. Yeah. Today's odds. Thank you all. Patreon. The odds of Taika Waititi movie feature. The odds of the Taika Waititi movie featuring characters or connections to characters we already know and love in the Star Wars universe. Is he giving us that Aura Singh movie that we've all been clamoring for? The Say it can- again. The Cantina Band, the motion picture. Uh, the odds of Taika Waititi's film or movie featuring characters or connections to characters we already know in Star Wars. Uh, I'm going to just have to go 100% on that because I think regardless of what they say, there's going to be some type of connection to Star Wars. And like, like it's just like, oh, here's a Wookiee. It's like, let me tell you the legend of Chewbacca. Like, <laughs> oh, Chewbacca. A legend. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think he'll be in the movie? That's not an odd, but do you think he'll put himself in the movie as an Ewok, or the? Uh, take- yeah. Oh, by the way, I I am getting myself an agent to pitch a Star Wars movie, and I have. I'm going to tell you off camera because I came up with something brilliant. <laughs> uh, you listening, Taika? Would- Are you hearing? <laughs> do you listen to this? <laughs> um, if Taika isn't in his movie, someone that he like. Reese Re- uh, Darby's probably going to be in the Taika Waititi movie for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I 100%. There's going to be some. I don't, I don't think we're going to see Luke or whatever. Or maybe a reference to Luke and that's it. Like, that's it. You know, <laughs> like, hmm. ooh, the Luke Skywalker or a Millennium Falcon drop. It's, it's you can't. It, there's going to be something. I'm going to go full Brock. Um, hmm. I think we will, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, maybe the mandate is don't mention it. Imagine yeah. this whole thing is about Ray's granddaughter, Bray. Next time, Lay, uh, Raya, Martha. <laughs> How do you know that name? You know that name. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Different Batman. Uh, is it? So like, are we gonna get like is Robert Pattinson's Batman still gonna have like that Christian Bale esque growl like hey, Batman? I didn't know my voice. Rachel, Christopher Nolan is a hell of a filmmaker though. Dunkirk, Dunkirk was great, and it's like ninety minutes of just awesome. Yeah, it's short. It proves what I keep saying. Doesn't have to be long. The odds of no. Taika Waititi's film getting a sequel, but not directed by him. Is this going to launch a new Star Wars saga like The New Hope, where we just get new directors coming in to pick up the slack? I think this is another thing that they continue to say, like, we're <laughs> not going to do connecting things. I'm like, yes, you are. Like, it's. Or it's like if if the movie is a success, you're gonna do it again. Like if absolutely, if Solo, if Solo had made money, we would have had a Solo two by now. Like if, if Solo had made money, exactly, a lot of things would be different. If Solo made a lot of money, and if Last Jedi didn't have the backlash it had, the success of Star Wars is based on the fact that they continue to make movies. So it's like, <laughs> but uh, I like that idea that like. Just because you created it isn't your project. But again, they kind of tried that with this last trilogy that didn't work out well, ideally. What, what about this? What if he's like, I have an idea, here's my movie, and I have an idea for two more. Make them if you want. Yeah, sure. I have. Your mic just went bye-bye. 
I'm not going to cut this out either. Check it. There we go. <laughs> I like that he is. I like that he knows who Dave Filoni is now too. That makes me feel really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because think about it. He could be like, "I'm doing this movie." I don't know if that's a New Zealand accent or not, but he's like, "I'm going to do the movie," and uh, there could be a really good reason to like make a whole bunch of movies all at once. Like, perhaps yeah. I mean, I think they have to make they have to put something out, and it has to be a success. But like, imagine Taika pitches this idea that is going to be for sure four movies, and but like one of the caveats is that they have to shoot it all at once like in a year and he can't do all of it but oh. like perhaps the cast spans like something like that maybe i could see that happening uh but the odds i haven't even said a number i'm gonna say let me go full brock on it i haven't done that in a while i don't think i never really go full brock recently <laughs> show him my, my shirt Look at that chubby a, face. By the way, Mary Athon uh, mm. sent us a picture. I should have posted it. She got a But I Do mug. Oh, awesome. And it's awesome. So thank nice. you for that. <laughs> that thing <laughs> is selling very well. So thank you, everybody, for buying a But I Do. It's the greatest thing. <laughs> I hate I hate that one. And, like I like people supporting us. I really hate that. Every time you do it, I'm like. <laughs> but I do. But oh, I do. And it cut out of the movie just because we said it. Mm-hmm. That's why. I'm going to go 51%. Wait, 49%. Oh! Yeah, like uh, odds, uh, final odds today. The odds of Jermaine Clement having a cameo. Oh, 100%. Really? He's not in Thor Ragnarok, is he? No, but like. Is he in Jojo Rabbit? I don't think so. He hasn't really been in anything since. Oh, what we do in the shadows, but like it's Star Wars. By the way, I'm not crying. I'm just cutting onions. I'm making a lasagna <laughs> for one is one of the oh. greatest. It's one of the greatest lines in history. Also, if it's not, huh? if it's not Jermaine, it's like definitely like one of like like you know. Uh, oh God, what's your first name? Shaw. Rachel? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about Shaw. Or like, like I said, Ridge Darby or yeah. Brett. I forget what his last Welcome name is. Welcome to Jumanji. Huh? Yeah. That was a good impression. I, I, you know what? Maybe not Jermaine. Definitely the woman that's in Thor and also... No, in- no, that's not the question. The question is Jermaine Clement. <laughs> I'm, uh, not raining. Uh, I'm not crying. It's just raining on my face. I, I think regardless, I think Star Wars is Star Wars. You can say whatever you want about Marvel. Star Wars. I would... I would also venture to say that, like, he'll he might be in the next Thor. Like, I think mm-hmm. everyone's sort of like Thor. Uh, I Could don't you know. have seen him know. as Thor. Jeff Goldblum in Thor three? I feel like that he could. I, he could have been good. I'm not saying anything against George. Do not hate me. I oh, love no, Jeff Goldblum. Yes, but he could have. I yeah. think been awesome in that. I role. I think it would have been a totally different character though but still as but much as you can do it it's like yeah but it's still amazing though yeah yeah, yeah. like it, it, it's just a different type of me that's what i mean though it's like he's great i think he's he should be everywhere because um, that's the problem it's sort of like goldblum is a great actor but like he's gotten to a point where it's like well that's goldblum mm-hmm. like, like that's just too cool it's yeah. like nick cage like here's nick cage being crazy <laughs> what's the movie that he's in the eagle movie Jeff, jermaine clement what's that Oh, was, Eagle versus I like that one. I like that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. I was obsessed with that trailer too for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm making a lasagna for one. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's just the greatest line of all time. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen that episode of Flight of the Concords, I don't know which one it is, but he gets broken up with and he starts crying and he sings a song. Uh, that's our odds for today. Hooray! Thank you for the odds. <laughs> now we're going to go to Hollow News. Da 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 da. Hollow News is making lasagna, lasagna, lasagna for one. By the way, by the way, Brock, before we get to the Hollow News, your WGR made you some wonderful May the 4th treats. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? I liked it. You should talk about it on the news. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's news time. I'm going to try my mic. Have fun. Da 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 da.
the hollow news the news you need to know as we all know it was the may the 4th and i have a wonderful woman in my life that made me dinner one night and it wasn't specifically things that looked like star wars but she made it a star wars spin so it was uh boba fettuccine alfredo and the noodles were colored to what he looks like if she almost put red peppers in to match and stuff i was like yeah and then leia uh cinnamon buns <laughs> cinnamon leia buns <laughs> i was like oh so yeah, my, my mic was off they all look tasty but the leia buns looked perfect yeah i'll tell her that she's uh she'll she'll be very impressed i noticed that if i compliment her food she will constantly make me and tell her uh, that she could come and give curbside delivery to my house <laughs> <laughs> all right the news. thank you very much to my wonderful girlfriend reham wgr put on to the hollow news dave filoni we love him and he did an interview where he talked about plus uh he was asked he wasn't talking about it, he was asked would they do a season five clone or season five of rebels because Clone War just finally wrapped up. Would he do it? And he said, well, while speaking with Deadline, he was asked the possibility of it happening. He, he didn't mince words. He said that he doesn't have an intention of releasing another outing for the Disney XD animated show Rebels. He explained it told the complete story he intended to so that there's really no reason for an extra year. And this is a quote for him. No, not really. I was really happy with how the series turned out and I feel like we got to a complete story there. It was one of the things that really drove me to thinking well it would be great to have a complete feeling that a feeling like that for clone wars so now we have both and it's really great i think that there's always potential for stories that involve the characters from rebels which is maybe a better way to put it they've all earned their place in the galaxy so to speak so i'm sure there's some more of them some so i'm sure there's some more of them to do so that's exciting but yes an excellent move because I think the story of the Rebels is kind of at a hold, uh, but we keep seeing their characters pop up, and obviously, we want more Ahsoka. Uh, and this one was sent to us. I received it on another thing, but James, I believe, uh, Rural Farm Boy, sent this to you. <laughs> Here's a fun story of stupidity in our own good old Canada, Lethbridge. If you don't know where Lethbridge is, it's in Alberta. Oh, sorry, my mistake, Rural. You don't get the credit for this. It was Sooner Thrawn. I, I swear, I feel like we talk about them in the same... Con- Sooner Thrawn said this to us. <laughs> On May the 4th, <laughs> police services in Lethbridge uh, stopped at a, outside of a store. It was a Star Wars-themed bar. I don't know if it's always themed or just for the what have you, but because they can't allow anyone in... For fun, they had someone dress up as a stormtrooper and stand outside. Uh, unfortunately, the police took the the plastic gun that this woman who was in the stormtrooper uniform was wearing as an actual gun and had her at gunpoint. Uh, everything's all right. I don't believe the woman's uh, arrested uh, officially. I think she got you know, brought in, but that was about it. Uh, but they... Uh, they said they couldn't hear what she was saying when she was yelling, it's a plastic gun through the plastic helmet she was wearing. But yes, so that's a little unfortunate. I'm sure everything got cleared up, but like, uh, maybe we just sort of calmed down on, especially on May the 4th, but thank you to our police for doing their job to the best of their abilities. And since we're on the story of stupid ideas... Uh, because of the upcoming election coming, Trump's uh, Donald Trump, uh, President Donald Trump, uh, his campaign is starting to kick off. Even in these times where we have to stay home, his uh, this week his campaign manager tweeted out: "For nearly three years, we have been built building a juggernaut campaign." And then brackets Death Star. It's firing on all cylinders, data, digital, TV, political surrogates, coalitions, etc. In a few days, we're starting, we start pressing fire for the first time and including in the tweet with a gif of the Death Star firing out. Uh, unfortunately, I think his name is Brad Parscale, the, the 
the uh, campaign manager for Donald Trump didn't really think about the fact that it's called the Death Star and he just compared Donald Trump's campaign to that of a massive battle station that blew up worlds. Man, <laughs> some choices this week have been interesting and this has been your Hollow News. Hollow News. <laughs> Um, yeah. I've decided this is going to go up on Friday. You cool with that? Sure. Top five. Top five. What's the top five for today, James? Today's top five. Whoa, hold on a second. I have to change our framing. I Oh, I can't. Okay, forget it. Top five today are top five. Uh, live action stories we would like to see Dave Filoni head perfection top five Star Wars tales we would like to be told by Sir Dave Filoni he's been knighted Sir David Filoni my number five by the way if you have not seen and you might not be a fan but if you have not seen when the galaxy listens on YouTube it is about uh, Rebel Force Radio, uh, but it was uh, directed and shot and edited by our friend Sheldon Norton. If you have not seen it, you got to check it out. Dave Filoni, if you watch the director's cut, Dave Filoni is all over it talking about uh, their podcast and Star Wars. And uh, it's a great watch. Uh, they put it up. He put it up last year on May the 4th. It's still up there. I watched it on Monday. I recommend everybody watching it. It's a great documentary, even if you're not a fan of that podcast necessarily. I think it just kind of shows you Star Wars fandom at its best, uh, frankly. Um, It's a really good documentary. Uh, Number five, Dave Filoni shows we would like to see him lead. My number five, Old Rex. (laughs) I'm old and I'm Rex. And oh, remember when I had to save Ahsoka from Jesse? (laughs) It's just him sitting in an old rocking chair. My number five is, I don't know how to phrase this exactly, because as much as I love this group team, group team directors they have on Mandalorian, I think Filoni should have a full season where he's in charge. Uh, perhaps maybe like some kind of spinoff Disney Plus movie that he is, mm. and it has to do with the Mandalorian War. That, that's, uh, I think, because like, obviously he's not going anywhere with the Mandalorian. He's going to be there for a while. I often like after watching that documentary. Do you get the sense that he's just always on set? Yep. Well, he, I, th- I think so. I think it was like Favreau, and then right under Favreau was Filoni. Right. right like I think right. he was a producer on it, like heavily involved with Favreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would explain. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, when he's talking to uh, what's her name, Cara Dune, and Gina yeah. Carano, and she's like, oh, "I have a shoulder pad." He goes, "It's actually more than a shoulder pad. It's." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my number four is Sabine and Ahsoka. Sure, it's based on an animated show, but I like to see it on live action. I just want that story to be told. I don't know what's going on there. I want to see more of that Sabine. And Ahsoka, I have the perfect cast for it as well. Oh. Tia Sakara as Sabine and Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Uh, my number four is going to be the return of Ezra. I know mm. that that's probably what an Ahsoka and and uh, well, the mine's a prequel to yours. Yeah, Ahsoka and uh, Sabine story would roughly be about, but like maybe make that, and then they have another show, and it, they all kind of intermingle in some way. Because guess what, Ahsoka is further up in my list. <laughs> uh, sure, mine too. Maybe my number <laughs> three. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. I'm changing my three to Cad Bane as well. <laughs> Just Cad Bane. Move. <laughs> Unless, of course, Cad Bane is in The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. But probably not. So, yeah, Cad Bane. My number two. Which, Just, you know, the third. You got to complete the trilogy. Ewoks Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> the Car- Caravan of Endor. 
That's what you call this one. You got to complete the trilogy. That's what I want. I want it. Dave Filoni Ewoks. Look, we got Blurgs, which is <laughs> freaking amazing. Uh, so anyway, which is, I don't know if you've seen that uh, interview with Filoni when he's like, I'm reading the scripts that uh, John gives me. John Favreau gives me the scripts. And I'm like, life day. All right, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> It's like, okay, I was literally just like, what do I love about Star Wars? All of this really bad stuff. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Sorry. I think that's one thing that people forget is the bad, cheesy parts of Star Wars is what we all love. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It might not be at the forefront of our minds what we brag to people about, but we love that cheese. <laughs> My number two is... Hondo, I don't know what that show would be. Damn it. But like, I, I, I feel like Hondo is going to appear somewhere soon, but outside of the Disney parks. But it's like, that's, I, I think, yeah, like, I think right now Filoni just needs to make all of his characters that he thought up, like, the beginning of, like, a big part of some live action show. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Hondo! Hondo Naka. Uh, my number one, Ahsoka. <laughs> my number one ahsoka <laughs> i think i mean if he's not doing ahsoka what the hell is wrong with everybody yeah. it's just give him the ahsoka show it's what he, he clearly it's what he wants clearly and, like the crazy thing was like until you said sabine and ahsoka i'm like oh yeah i guess ahsoka would be in that because i want that but then i also want an ahsoka <laughs> like alone show yeah like, no mine are mine are two very different shows yeah 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 yeah, no, I'm yeah. definitely all for make Ahsoka happen. Uh, quite frankly, I was just going to straight up say for number five is like, just let him make any movie he wants. <laughs> I'd be down for that. Yeah. Just I think make, he's just make. I think he's earned it also. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeart. Uh, radio, Google Play podcast. I don't know all these different podcasts. We're there. Wherever you listen to find Wherever. podcasts. Anyway, let us know what your top five shows are for Dave Filoni. Yeah. We want to know. Also, we are on uh, Patreon right there. Um, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Do it. Friday Night Live. Friday Night Lights, Friday Night Lights, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, he went the movie, not the TV show. Well, I couldn't think of Kyle Chandler there. I, I, took, I couldn't think his name was on the I like He's a great actor, but, but uh, he yeah, should yeah. be in Star Wars as a, a, the dad. <laughs> as the coach. As the coach. Clone football player. <laughs> well, you got to do what you're going to do. He was in the spectacular now with Miles Teller. And he, played <laughs> he was in Manchester in the Sea. Super Eight. Or Manchester by the Sea. Super Eight. Bloodline the show. <laughs> um he's in <laughs> Clear Eyes. Full blasters. I feel like he was in a Godzilla movie, but I'm not sure. I I feel like that like he would be like, I need to do a big blockbuster and he would choose Godzilla and he'd be like, You made the wrong call. <laughs> so like I'm like he's like the actor that's like like Willem Dafoe I don't know if he's like I want to do a blockbuster so I chose Spider-Man I'm like good idea and then you're like you see like uh, Jeremy Irons is like Dungeons and Dragons you're like oh dude <laughs> sorry man you picked the wrong one <laughs> well you never know what's gonna work was that a Dungeons and Dragons movie with second Jimmy Olsen from Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. Where's Maybe. Phil? Phil's standing for it. He'll let us know because he Dean Cain is his favorite Superman, so he will. Isn't like, uh, what's the one Wayne's brother? Damon. Isn't he... no, not Damon Wayne's. The younger Keenan one. Ivory? The one... Oh, it's not Keenan Ivory. Wayans. No, no. Remember the, the Keenan Ivory Wayne that... show? Sean Wayans. Yeah, yeah. I remember that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, Dungeons and Dragons. I've never seen that movie, to be honest. So it might be great. I don't. I just know it didn't make money. I'm also sure it's not great. <laughs> All 
You always feel bad. You're like, oh, that actor went for it and he picked the wrong script. <laughs> so close. Yeah, yeah. We were this close to greatness. Ben Mendelsohn. Was Ben Mendelsohn? Ben Mendelsohn was in The Dark Knight Rises, right? Yeah. Yeah, great in yeah. that movie. That was his best performance. He's just the. No, wait, that's. Yeah, he's like a, a mobster. No, I, he's in the movie. I was, I was confusing him for the guy at the beginning that throws. Gets thrown out of the plane by Bane. No, no, he's the guy later on who's like a mobster with uh, the rich. I don't know who he is. He's in the movie. Yeah, though. I gotta rewatch that movie. Yeah. He's the Eric ba- uh, the Eric uh, Roberts of Rises. The the Eric yeah. he plays the Eric Roberts from The Dark Knight in Rises. That's I think that's what he's. Yeah. Eric Roberts, tremendous actor. His greatest roles are Dark Knight, Mister Brightside. And every movie you could buy for four ninety nine on VHS at Walmart in nineteen ninety nine. All right, this is episode one sixty eight of the Rubs Cup Podcast. I'm James. He's Brian. Hi. Uh, you were always scum. Oh, rebel scum. Hey, scumbags! Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.